Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Cheryl, who do we have on? Uh, let's see. I, I, we can actually see him because this is one of our video interviews, Maj Ture. Hey, what's up, y'all? How is everybody doing? We are doing awesome, and we are excited to not only get to talk to you, but also see you. And so if you've been living in a cave and don't know who Maj Ture is, Maj Ture is the founder of Black Guns Matter, and uh, it's a group that helps urban communities learn about their gun rights and responsibilities. And one of the things that I love so much about Maj is this tagline here, the Second Amendment is colorblind and the human right to self-defense is meant for all people, including the often forgotten individuals of urban communities. And that is just so, so true. And I think I wanna start by saying that one of my favorite quotes of all time is something Walt Disney said, and that is, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. So I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, I just want to be sure that, that you know that you can't, Maj, right? You can't be just one guy going out there changing the world. It's impossible. Right? It's so, so I don't know where you got this idea, but you also can't, do this as one guy changing the world, being 100% funded by donations right. and t-shirt sales, okay? Yeah. So just get yeah. this right, get this clear, okay? <laughs> you also cannot get national recognition when you've just had your brand for less than a year and just now a year, okay? Are you following the rules yet? Um, I, I'm going to attempt to follow these rules, but I've severely broken a few of these. And I got another one. You absolutely, under no circumstances, can you teach gun safety. Okay, let me repeat that. Gun safety in a public school in Philly. You can't, so you didn't get the memo. just stop. You didn't get that memo? You get the memo. I missed it. I wasn't. I was on vacation at that time. Whenever so, it came. So that is why you're doing all of the. You're breaking all of these cardinal rules. Yep. You have to. You got to break them because of the fact that. Well, first, it's it's really not just me. It's it's my team. Um, I have a a small you know cadre of very you know dedicated, professional, <laughs> much smarter, much more smart than me people around me. Um, so really a lot of that's them, but um, when it comes to just having the vision or, you know, or just executing a vision that, you, that my team really comes up with, I'm, the, I'm there for it. It is, it is beautiful and kind of fun to, you know, do the impossible, to be in spaces, you know, there, there used to be, you know, the thought process was, you know, we're going to like take this metal tube and like put wings on it and like put humans in it and fly them across like water and oceans and like no one you know, you so we have modern aviation, you know, so saying this to say it's been wonderful. Um, I, I enjoy the fact that we're able to break so many um, preconceived notions, stereotypes and restrictions, because those things, most of them actually weren't there to begin with. Um, these are things that we've acquired over time or have had, you know, 
hoist upon us over time. And some of us aren't, you know, old enough to remember times when these things didn't exist. You know, I, I, I have yet to live in a time where, you know, in America where the NFA didn't exist. So to me, when I hear it, it's like, oh, man, how awesome would it be if I could buy, you know, a fully automatic firearm at the same exact rate that I could buy a semi-automatic pistol? You know, how awesome would that be? We should do that, you know. So and these things existed before, you know, so it's, it's been a wonderful ride over the last year. I mean, I've, I've met, we've met so many beautiful people, gun people that are like the nicest people ever, you know. So um, it's, it's, it's been amazing. And I'm going to continue to find the rules that we can break because they've already broken, you know, our human rights by, you know, fostering those rules in the first place. So it's really just resetting the bone back to its proper perspective. Absolutely. I, I love that. And, you know, I kind of tiptoed into teaching gun safety in a public school. Now, while you talk to us about how that kind of even came about, because who would even think to ask the question of a public school? Hey, can I bring this educational, you know, program into your, your curriculum? Uh, talk about that and I'm going to try to set up real quickly um, a, a short video that you you uh, recorded while you were in the classroom and then just a few pictures so I'm going to rearrange our screen a little bit while you're talking but go ahead sure yeah we um that again my team um, we we come up and we toss around ideas and we'll say you know wouldn't it be crazy if we did you know a license to carry drive wouldn't it be crazy if we did uh, a 13 city tour well we do these things and it becomes oh man wouldn't it be crazy if we did 50 states if we were in every state wouldn't it be crazy if you know we got people to see the importance of these things so those types of things and that's what happened with the school it was yo wouldn't it be crazy this hasn't been done since the 50s or something like that wouldn't it be crazy if philadelphia being the birthplace of america the constitutional wouldn't it be crazy if we applied something like this and did it in philly first you know, and then, you know, we start executing that thing. You know, we start, we, I, I'm not a traditional, you know, gun guy. So sometimes coming from left field, you don't know of the things that you're supposed to not, you know, care about. You know, I, I don't, so that, that limitation, I don't have those blinders. You know, we don't have those blinders because we just coming from a space of, you know, we like guns. We want to be able to exercise ourselves. We, we come more from a safety and you know, uh, more, what's the word, uh, training in the sense of, you know, respect for human rights perspective. So because of that, it's like, yo, why wouldn't you? And that energy alone sometimes creates a space where people are very comfortable because they, you're not going into it with a thought process of fear, you know? So that's what we did, you know, with the school, you know, the, uh, the staff or the, and the principal, you know, over there at um, Yes Philly, couldn't have picked a better school to pilot the program with because, you know, these are students that, you know, are clearly at risk, 16 to 21, you know, fully funded by the Philadelphia public school system. And we had such, a, these are supposedly the bad students, you know, and I mean, their trigger discipline alone was amazing, you know, so it wasn't really um, a, a, a hard sell in the sense of getting the students to, you know, participate because it was something fresh and something that they, that they definitely understood the relevance of it in their life practically. And um, we just we just did it, and, and and really that's how we've been maneuvering across the country. We don't submit to the concept, you know, of of like limitations. You know, I, I say a lot of times on our social media, we're gonna live forever, 
your deeds and your actions. And what we do now, you know, is a movie. What we do now will echo in eternity. And I really, really believe that. So I don't suffer from like, no. No just means like, like try it a different way, you know, on some Thomas Edison type vibe, you know. So again, um, the results over there at Yes Philly, again, salute to them, the staff, the students, you know, and uh, we, we were able to link up with other teachers in the Philadelphia School District. So we're, going, we are, we're already working on the curriculum for that. So we, the goal over time is to get this in every school, like get it in their curriculum. So it, it was amazing. Maj, it's working because, you know, a couple months ago you came to Phoenix, and just yesterday mm-hmm. the gentleman came in that attended your class that bought a gun from us. Word. So it's working. And he had heard about us first because you came to – to Arizona to teach your class. Okay, so I'm gonna play this uh, quick video of you uh, being the teacher. So here we go. It's not a cool thing. It's not that I got a gun to show my homies. None of that. It's still just concealed. Go ahead, I'm listening. They're gonna be at the hub class tonight. There's a great website. It's an amazing website that everybody should check. And it has these shirts on it. It's the best website you've ever seen. It's called officialblackgunsmatter.com. No, not on Amazon. We don't get no money off that. Don't buy the bootlegs. You want to get them from us. Don't go on Amazon. Officialblackgunsmatter.com. Or if y'all go on my Instagram, you can pull the best stuff on my brand. Who on the brand? Listen, I can take yours. I can follow you on well, matter of fact, if y'all follow me, I'll follow y'all right back. Uh, my, my Instagram. Oh, wait, y'all can't use it. Yes, y'all can. So the place, this is where I wanted to start it, right there. One, two, three. Eminent. Unless your life is an imminent danger, it's not a cool thing. It's not that I got a gun, I'm going to show my homies. None of that. It's sealed as can see. So I like that. You're, you're making the points. You're engaging them. They clearly like you. Uh, they're clearly listening to what you're saying. So tell us about the, uh, just the atmosphere in the room. Well, the atmosphere was amazing because um, first in the beginning, we, we were there for a week. In the beginning, you know, you're dealing with students that they have no idea what, what we're there to teach them. Um, or what they're actually going to learn. They, they don't know that, you know, we're going to give them their own replica firearm that they're responsible for for the entire time that they're in the school. They don't know that. So when I say on first day, I give the breakdown. Before the breakdown happens, it's like, okay, what, what, are, you, what are you here for? You know what I mean? And then when I go, you know, at the bottom of that, you know, dry erase board, when I say, yeah, you'll get your guns tomorrow. And everybody's like, what? Wait. <laughs> Suddenly you're the cool substitute, right? <laughs> Even, even down to being able to say, you know, they had a rule in the class, like, you know, no one's allowed to use their phones, you know. And for me, it was like, nah, I do interviews on, like, national shows, and I'm, like, on my phone. And it's, a, it's an intricate part of your life and information. Someone says something that you don't know nothing about, I'll forget. So I want to research that right now. You know, so we, I, I was telling them, listen, if you want to listen to music, if you don't want to be here, you can still come to the class. And if you don't want to pay attention, just don't disrupt. Put your earbuds in, watch YouTube, watch whatever you want. But I promise you that this information is going to, you're not going to do that. But if you want to use your phones for research purposes, pull them out. Follow us. I'm going to follow you back. Y'all follow me. This is a more, this is a more open and respectful to those young people's present space 
uh, approach, you know? So after getting past that initial, what is, who's this guy and, you know, what is he talking about? And then showing them how practical it could be. I mean, they defended me. Like it was people that was like, we don't know about guns. And they're like, yo, our teacher is telling us about the safety part of it, you know? So you just got to meet young people. I think a lot of times we make the mistake of, you know, uh, we prejudge young people, you know, and a lot of those guys had a negative, you know, had a few cases here and there. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. There's no difference. You know, you're an American citizen. You're a young American citizen and you're actually our future. So because of that, those little mistakes that you made because you was, you know, you weren't really given the information. That could have been me too. You know what I'm saying? So after that part was, uh, you know, established, and there was firm guidelines, and there was a firm respect for their, for their choices. It went smooth, and it was able, you know, I'm not taking anything away from you that you value. I'm letting you do the things that you value while adding more value, you know? And I'm giving you the option of saying, nah, I just wanna kinda like zone out today. I mean, I had a student, you know, she was going through something, cool. Just, you know, and it took her 10 minutes. She got through it on her earbuds, and then something interesting happened with the replica firearm and she got right back into the class, the swing of things, you know? And so saying that to say the entire, for the entire week, you know, it was, it was very good. Even down to, I was nervous when the photographers came because, you know, I'm thinking, you know, photographers, the students might get a little nervous. Their trigger and muzzle discipline is going to be horrible. And, you know, that picture up there, it's like, that's some of the best trick. I've seen adults not have that same level of trigger discipline. On camera, some of the students was like, yo, I don't really rock with cameras. And I get them. But they were very excellent. They were, they were outstanding students that understood how this impacts their life. And the classroom was great. It was very open and free, as it should be. As it should be. Um, so when I look at this picture, I know what I see. But I think there could be a lot of people out there that have no idea about guns and teaching kids and youth about guns and they just think guns are bad period that look at that and and maybe they have a fear reaction like you know what i'm saying but what we're seeing is that they're being properly trained and educated we're seeing the the firearms being pointed in a safe direction we're seeing the excellent trigger discipline where their fingers indexed along the side of the gun so that's what i see yeah. uh, what kind of pushback, what kind of feedback, what have you heard since this experiment? It's been all positive. See, we're an anomaly. We're almost, and I'm going to be very easy when I say this, because I don't want to come off, I don't want my confidence in what we do because we work very hard as a team. I don't want that confidence to come off as arrogance. My arrogance usually comes in the form of what coffees are superior, um, with foods yes, you are arrogant about your Dunkin' yeah. Donuts coffee. I'm just going to put that right out there. <laughs> who is going to out-eat who at the restaurant? Like, these are my areas of arrogance. <laughs> um, but as far as, like, uh, you know, knowing that my team works very hard to make sure that the information and we've done our due diligence, it's very difficult to uh, give us pushback because, you know, one – our position is safety and training and knowledge. For you to argue against knowledge and safety, you kind of saying, hey, I want ignorance and chaos. That's really a really silly position to take. Um, and I think a little bit of racism usually is used because 
it's easy for, you know, you know, uh, more anti-gun, whether they fall under liberal, democratic, even Republican, it doesn't matter. It's a lot easier to make fun of the white guy. It's easier to say, oh, Danny, Danny's the racist white dude. It's easy to say that. I, our organization snatches that, you know, right from up under you. You can't say that about me. You can't, you can't say I don't have an attachment to the community. I'm in the hood right now. You know, there's so many angles that they traditionally would try to use that they can't with us. And it's beautiful. So now the information, I, I remember they initially tried it. They tried it with, you know, uh, some of our earlier stories, you know, that they made the concentration more about the firearm than what we're doing. So, okay, because of that, you're never going to see me with a firearm in an interview anymore. You're never going to see me with a firearm in public anymore. I can remove that real quick. You know what I'm saying? So. We, we do a very good job, you know, my team of adapting to what things are being thrown and presented. The new thing that they're doing, um, some of the anti-gun -group, anti groups in Pennsylvania, <clears throat> I ran into a guy and uh, he said, yeah, man, we supposed to have beef. I said, what do you mean? And he said, um, you know, Sherry Goodman from Ceasefire PA, she hired me to come deal with you. And he, you know, young, you know, 26, 27 year old black male. So now what they're doing is they're hiring, you know, guys that kind of look like me to try to combat me because if they do it, they get, you can't. So, I mean, and I got something for that because, again, my team is very solid. And, and when you're on a position of righteousness, human rights, is, again, it's still hard. Even I don't care if you green. It doesn't matter. It's very difficult for you to argue against the information and the actual facts of the matter. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the thing that they're trying to attempt now. Um, but that's cool because, you know, leaders get followed, you know, and I'm not really tripping off that, you know. So but as far as like pushback from the school, every single piece of press that we got was amazing. There has been no pushback. There is none. There can't be any that the, the demographic of young people that are affected most negatively by this ignorance are now learning how to legally, lawfully, lawfully, responsibly and safely be around firearms not even if they want to shoot or participate they can tell their even younger brothers and sisters or cousins hey this is what you do you know in a certain scenario if you happen to come across a firearm and now those students know that and it's going to be it's going to spread it's a positivity virus you know and it, you know it's it's just not even really like we didn't get pushback we had council people that came out on friday we had city council people kenyatta johnson came out took pictures with the students, shook hands, got his contact information, we're gonna figure something else out later on. There is no way, I think the other side that would like to attack our freedoms would have us believe that there's this horrible pushback. And it's not, I'm not getting it. I'm not, get, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty honest, you know, and we just, we, I like a good fight because I'm gonna win. But right now it's not, the fight is just the, the ability to inform more and more people. You know, the fight has not been any of those outdated tactics that, you know, people that wouldn't like freedom would present. I mean, I think even there, some of them, honestly, are starting to go, yeah, this is kind of silly that we're on this. We should kind of like switch the other way, you know, so it's, it's been all positive. It's been all love. I think that's phenomenal. And really, when they're faced with the light of truth, I think it is a lot harder for them to come up with their yeah buts, you know, yeah. and because all their yeah buts are just emotion based and they're, um, you know, hypotheticals. 
well, what yeah. if this happened? What if that happened? Um, I just was watching a, a news show yesterday that uh, somebody in New York, I think he's he, he's an attorney or somebody in New York. They're of course trying to get their reciprocity for concealed carry there. And this guy got on the news and said, "Well, if we had reciprocity, which means like if I have a concealed carry license in Arizona, I could go to New York and and you know just like I can use my driver's license there and I can drive there, I can use my firearms license there." And he said it would it would be a nightmare for our police because the police would never know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, including terrorists. And I said, well, the New York police, in my mind, I said, the New York police really need to come to Arizona because somehow here in Arizona, where we are a living day-to-day, real-time example and experiment of constitutional carry, where you buy a firearm, you go through your background check, and now you own the firearm. You don't have to have any special permits or any of that sort of thing. Somehow, the police officers in Arizona are able to figure it out and we're not shooting each other. So, there's that. Is that? Magic. Magic. The police officers seem to get it. I think when politicians like that say those types of things, it's a spit in the face of law enforcement that's actually doing the job. Yes. I mean, it's like you're saying these guys are idiots. These women are idiots. It's like, that's not true. You're just saying stuff. And you're saying, it's like the guy that was like, this is the ghost gun that has 30,000 rounds a minute. And I'm like, it's a ghost clip that has capable of 30 bajillion, bajillion bullets. And I'm like, where did you get that gun? Right. Yeah, where, who could even afford to shoot that? <laughs> right. It's like, how... What, where did you? Where are you hiding all of the ammo for the thirty thousand bullets per whatever? Is it a? It's a cornucopia clip. Like it yeah. just never ending like it. ammo. It's like you know, Star Trek, where they beam beam me up, Scotty. It's beamed into the yeah. Like in uh, Star Wars and those guys, where they got the guns and the, like their laser guns, and it's never a refill. Never it's never refill. A refill. Yeah. auto generating. I love yeah. it. Auto yeah. refill. That's what we need. Okay. Right. So uh, we're about to run out of time, unfortunately, but what, what's next? I mean, you're already breaking so many of the rules. Uh, what, what rule are we breaking next? Where are we going? What do you got planned? Uh, it's two things. One, Black Guns Matter needs to, first we need to fulfill our uh, GoFundMe goal. Okay. Uh, which one of our, our more, our public GoFundMe goal is $150,000. Um, we just cracked maybe like uh, 55000 or something like that. Um, I want to give a shout to U.S. and Texas Law Shield. Those guys donated $5,000 yesterday. I saw that. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So I want to figure out how we can get something where, you know, we can get U.S. Law Shield, you know, they law every month. You got a lawyer, pretty much. I would love to work with them since they gave us money. Let's figure out how we can get what they're doing to my demographic. Um, so outside of that, just wanted to get him that shout for that because it's $5,000. Uh, the other thing is I want to make sure that we get our $150,000 goal so we can hit every single state in America. That's still going to happen. The other thing is we do have uh, a five, uh, $500,000 more private breakdown of how we can impact on an even bigger level. We need an RV. Now, these are short-term goals. So we need an RV. So if I'm in Avondale, 
I can hit Phoenix, I can hit here, I can hit Scottsdale, I can and not have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars for my team. So any of you really, really rich, wealthy listeners, we're here. Um, outside of that, black, my vision is to make Black Guns Matter a franchise. There needs to be a gun shop, a school, a gym, and a coffee shop, all in one location. <laughs> coffee shop, it's gotta be coffee. Yeah, that's, that's the retail end. The retail. So we, when, I want to franchise this, and this needs to pop off like Dunkin' Donuts. If we can do that in every major city, the need for me to be there is obsolete. We can take on investors. We can get, a, you know, an incorporation and to that sense and take on, you know, we want, this needs to be taken public. That's my overall goal. Then I can go, you know, like be on an island with, and drink. Me and Danny could just hang out and drink and like race muscle cars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a great goal. Yeah, you know, but he goal. needs a hobby. He doesn't have enough to do. So. <laughs> at all. <laughs> at Never all. mind these seven <laughs> businesses that I'm juggling at all times. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the short and long-term goal. But um, really, it's just to make the need for what we do obsolete. If I, if, if I can, you know, if we can be instrumental in removing the NFA, and getting, you know, that national reciprocity, like a driver's license. If we do a small slither in assistance in that, that's a huge victory. So those are some of my short, you know, our short and long-term goals. Um, but again, anybody that's listening, man, or viewing, because this is different, um, please, we are completely, I know my nickname is Illuminati Maj, because it's a joke, because it's like, there's no way he can be getting this done without being in the Illuminati. Um, you know, but to be perfectly honest, we are, we are completely, you know, supported by um, you, you know, and to be honest, whether it's merchandise sales and things of that nature. So everybody hit the GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com backslash Black Guns Matter, um, official BlackGunsMatter.com. Support us in those endeavors, and that's our, that's our short and long-term goals. And so I follow you on Instagram, which to me is such a great way to stay on top of what's going on uh, with you as far as your classes, as far as your, uh, the things that you're selling. You've got a little pop-up store that you're um, working on and uh, other ways that people can just kind of kind of stay in your space because you're, you're constantly taking callers from or um, questions from, from your followers and callers, that sort of thing. And you really have a plethora of wisdom to share with people that, you know, we can't fit all in a 30 minute interview. So I would definitely encourage people to follow your Instagram. Um, and, and where else are you really uh, prolific? Really must, uh, in the universe, I am prolific. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But, but um, digitally, you're from my phone. How do right, I? <laughs> my phone. Uh, our, our official Black Guns Matter underscore Maj Toure on Facebook. My personal Facebook, Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Instagram and Twitter. Um, our official uh, Black Guns Matter Twitter is um, B-L-K-G-U-N-S-M-A-T-T-R. Um, our Instagram, our Official Instagram is official Black Guns Matter. Uh, my personal Instagram is at Maj Toure. Um, just social media, just uh, the Twitter and all of that. That stuff is me, you know. Um, so, yeah, just in any manner where, you know, some people are more uh, 
comfortable with Twitter, boom, hit me on Twitter. Some people are more comfortable on Instagram. Instagram's really where my heart is at, to be perfectly honest. Um, if people want that have a little bit more of a longer retention span, they can subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Black Guns Matter. But I get notifications for all of those things. I am, you know, directly responding to you all. Um, and I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the, the ability. Somebody today, you know, she was like, well, what do you think about machine guns? And I'm like, well, f fully automatics. They're awesome. And she's like, well, you mean for civilians? And I'm like, well, civilians can have those. You just have to fill out different papers and they cost a little bit more. You know, but um, I was like, you know what? You might not know what that actually means. Give me your number. And then I called her. We had about a 30-minute conversation. Never met this person before in my life. And I love that interaction. It speeds up the ability to be in different places, even though we're in different cities a lot. Mm -hmm. I can take a call from somebody in California and brighten their day up, you know? Mm -hmm. So those, those are the areas, you know, the Twitter, the Instagrams, the, our Facebook, you know, and uh, yeah, just hit us up there. Follow us too. And I, I try to follow everybody back as well. You do a great job of that. And also I want to say that it, I believe it is a fact that the best teachers are also excellent students. Mm -hmm. And you demonstrate to us through your social media posts that you are an excellent student. You really lean on and seek out the wisdom of others. So you don't hold yourself up like, you know, I am the all-knowing, all-seeing Maj. You know, you're saying, I'm imparting to you things that I have learned from others. I'm standing on the shoulders of giants, and here's what they have shared with me. And yeah. I think that's incredibly um, important. It is, because that's how you keep legacy. That's how you, that's how you nation build. That's how you, you, know, you understand tradition. And, and you also can rectify some areas where your predecessors may have made mistakes. And you don't have to experience that mistake in order to learn from it or profit from it. You know, so um, a few days ago, I was with Masad Ayu, like. Wow, that was being, awesome. Yeah, just being <laughs> quiet, like asking him a question. And, you know, and the funny thing was he was telling me how, yo, we, you know, we, we love what you do, you know. And I'm like, really? I ran into him at the annual meetings. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I was buzzing. I had too many drinks. But he was in the <laughs> restaurant that I was in. And, uh, and I was like. Oh man, it's Mr. you. And he was like, I like what you're doing. I saw what you did in Chicago and I'm blown away. You know, I've read Deadly Force five times, you know? So between him and between Hickok and between Noir, because some of these guys aren't super older guys, you know? Um, you know, and Argo J and these different people and, you know, you guys and what you guys have done, you know, over there in Avondale. I mean, I've, I haven't, do you guys know that I had never been to an auction house before I came to you guys' spot? Never. Oh, that's awesome. I've only heard of him on TV. Like, and it's 25, 35, 37, Like, I've only heard of that on television. We should you know? have held an auction so you could have seen what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming to that because in my mind, I'm like, this guy really can prattle off these numbers this fast. But um, saying that to say, you, it's, it's very important. You, you got to respect the OGs. You have to, you know, because if not, you're really doing yourself and your community a disservice. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the people that just want to discount any of those who are teachers, just discount them out of hand. They're doing themselves a disservice. And uh, I know you get a fair amount of um, pushback from certain factions of certain communities. Um, but I think there's, there's some, some envy there. I think there's some 
lack of truly understanding what it is you're trying to do. You're not trying to put guns in the hands of high schoolers. You're trying to put education in the minds and responsibility in the hearts, right? And patriotic uh, ideas in, in the, the souls of these kids. Have you ever seen the movie Inception? Yes. Really, the goal is to just put this thought. It's the most resilient. An idea, like he said in the movie, is the most resilient thing. It doesn't die. It just keeps growing and keeps going. My job is to make sure that the information that I have is as, as pristine and as productive as possible, and I can just keep putting these thoughts in people's minds and let it blossom. And you evaluate it on your own. Yes. I'm going to just give you the information, you know, and... You know, you're not supposed to stay at one of our events. You're supposed to continue to go to, you know, you guys' shop over there, AZ Firearms. You're supposed to build that bridge. Okay, we met. We interacted. You know, we interacted. We, you know, we fellowshiped. And then it's those people are supposed to, keep, like the guy. He came to the class. He comes and buys. Now he'll be going to a range. You know, that's really the key. That's, that's how we win. You can't, I posted something on Instagram a few days ago. You don't have enough money to save everyone. Right. Your job is to, you know, change the minds in their hearts so they can start saving themselves. Right. You know, so that's really the overall goal. I'm really just Tyler Durden and this is Fight Club. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, but the first rule of Fight Club is we're breaking that rule, too, because we are talking about <laughs> Black Guns Matter. Well, Maj, thank you so much for taking the time. And I mean, honestly, thank you for breaking the rules that you're breaking. Thank you for going into a public school. And, and thank you for um, reminding us that you, you're one guy, but you do have a small team. But those are, you know, one person, one person, one person that could have just stayed home. They could have just, you know, done something else with their time and energy. But instead, they, they said, let's do something about the future of this country. Let's do something about the, the immediate future of the people in these communities. And I just, I applaud you all and I thank you all. And uh, I look forward to uh, whenever the next time we get to see each other, which might be the Gun Rights Policy Conference in yeah. Dallas coming up in September. Yeah, I'm coming to that. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, okay, Dan, maybe she'll let me talk too. <laughs> do you want to say something, Dan? Because we're. Well, it's good seeing you, man. Danny, Danny, I'll talk to y'all in a little bit. It's going to be cool. Yo, when y'all get there, it's, it's for like two days, right? Yeah. Two or three days? Yes. Yeah, we're going to hang out. Me and Danny going to drink. That's right. This is a bad idea. I'm going to, he's going to have to be really busy. He's got things to do while he's there, I think. <laughs> I'm going to be sick on that day, type five. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you again so much. And uh, Maj Ture of Black Guns Matter. Check him yeah. out. Bye-bye.